Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And today we're continuing the conversation about money moves through the decades. And now we are squarely in the 20s. So what do you think would be some good advice for people in the 20s? I think there's so much you can talk about thinking about my 20s. What happened in my 20s? So <laughs> I had a very interesting, you know, 20s experience. So I went to college in Louisiana. And when I was looking to graduate, I actually had an opportunity. Well, a couple different opportunities. But one was someone was saying, hey, go to." I was going looking at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I was presented a job opportunity in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Right to go there and then I was kind of looking at other places that I could go that mm-hmm. like and at the time by the way I'm broke <laughs> I've been in college for the last four years I don't really have much savings I think I had like two grand of savings to mm-hmm. make this happen to, to get out of the college town and go somewhere and go. Wow. yeah wow. and so I was looking at other places and honestly the first thing that I did mm-hmm. was evaluate the best place to go and I wasn't tied to, to family or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But so the first thing that I had to do is figure out where I wanted to live. She's such a planner, y'all. Like, <laughs> you're so methodical. I am I, about I, everything. That's why I, I need like, all the facts. What? I'm like, how do I feel about this place? Well, Walking that was, down so this I, I do have to tell you that, that that was a part of it. So, like, for me, I had a choice in Minneapolis. And then I was like, where else yeah. can I go that'll be cheap? And because mm-hmm. I was in Louisiana, I was like, oh, Texas is right there. Everybody going to Texas. Texas mm-hmm. seemed kind of lit. And so I. So in Minnesota, they had offered me $37,000. I mentioned this before. They offered me $37,000 to work at Wells Fargo. <laughs> I'm going to say it, yes. And then in Texas, I didn't get a job offer, but I was looking at like what the salaries were for the jobs. Mm-hmm. And they were like in the 40s and kind of closer to the 37. They were like early mm-hmm. 40s and whatnot. But then the other thing that I looked at was the cost of living. Mm-hmm. And so I did, mm-hmm. like, you can do these apps where it says, hey, how much is a dollar worth in Minnesota versus how much is a dollar in Texas? You did all this research? I girl? did. <laughs> like, yeah. But no, so at the time, it was like a dollar in Minnesota is worth like a dollar 30 in Texas. And I was like, wait, so mm. I can make a little bit more in Texas and the cost of living is lower. It's lower, yeah. Or go to Minnesota and make less and the cost of living is more. So basically what you're saying is you want me to be poor in Minnesota and mm. I can live a little bit in Texas. I'm going to Texas. I wish I knew this stuff, y'all. <laughs> why, why did you tell me this stuff? I probably couldn't hear it. Anyway. You couldn't, you know, you, uh, no, you couldn't hear it. So that was, that was the first thing in my 20s. It was about mm-hmm. deciding where is the best space for me. Mm-hmm. And for me, mm-hmm. that logic was based on where could I have the best life. Yeah, that's that's very logical. What I did was a little different. <laughs> I mean, okay. I okay. went to school in D.C. and I kind of just lingered in D.C. for yeah. the next but so many people 10 do that. years. Yeah. No, not many people Well, do I was going to say not all. D.C., but I feel like <laughs> a lot of people go to college somewhere and then they decide that they're just going to stay around they there. Stay. Yeah. But not D.C. Like this is, <laughs> this is a city where people, especially people who come from New York or California, yeah. they come to D.C. for their four years, but they're gone. Pum. Back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some people stay, but they stay for maybe two to three years. Mm-hmm. But I think it's for reasons you're pointing at. The cost of living is super expensive and entry level jobs are not going to pay you what you need to survive in yeah. the city. Yeah. And so people rarely stay in D.C., yeah. but of course I did. That. <laughs> of, of course, that's what I decided to do. But, you know, I would say, you know, I did a lot of the things that Tashanda did not do. <laughs> I probably did everything that she didn't do. I 
happened to get a job offer while I was a senior in college and it it was a job offer. And so yeah. I just felt like I needed to take it. It wasn't in my career field. <laughs> it wasn't paying a lot of money, but I gotten it in the spring of my career field. Yeah. I mean, in the spring of my senior year and while all my friends were still searching for jobs. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have a job when I graduate. Cool. Boom. Pow. This is great. And it was a government job. And at that time, I was like, wow, this is what everyone wants. <laughs> really? Stable go- in D.C. Yeah. A government job is like, you know, a golden ticket. Oh, wow. So okay. you like long to have this government job and be a federal employee and retire in 30 years and get yeah. a pension and all this stuff. And so I was like, I just hit the lottery, yeah. you know, even though it wasn't in my career field and it wasn't making a lot of money. I felt like I was good because yeah. I didn't even really have to try that hard to get it. Yeah. And so, you know, I think I just kind of settled into that. And I also did some other mistakes, but the I would say the thing that I did well, that I say this is the best decision I ever made in my career, was immediately following my undergrad degree, I got my grad degree. Really? And even before I actually graduated <laughs> from my undergrad, <laughs> I started my grad degree. I don't think that's legal, guys. I don't, Just I don't so think we're that's clear. <laughs> but the, the way my program was set up, it was like a fairly small, newer program. I actually ended up taking a ton of grad classes as an undergrad. Okay. So I was able to apply many of those credits to my grad program. And what Tashana was talking about in the college episode, like you were mapping credits and like yeah. doing dollars. I did all of that y'all, for yeah. my grad degree. Yeah. And I finished in literally one year, wow. a two-year program. I finished my undergrad and my grad degree at the same literally at the same time but that positioned me you know I was still like 22 23 yeah. that positioned me to go to my next job mm-hmm. and double almost triple my salary yeah. right and yeah. so I don't know if it was I just wish I would have done that so, so let me tell you so I waited to go to grad school and I waited, I think it was like four years to go to grad school. Oh, yeah. And it was so hard for me to, to get back, back in the mindset of being yeah. a student. I did horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was I like, dang it, this. I got to do some homework. <laughs> and I, it just wasn't in my, you know, right. r- ritual right. anymore. And yeah. so it was really hard for me to like hunker down and, and get through it. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you so should just go <laughs> I mean, but I wouldn't say go full time because yeah. I was going while I was working full time. Yeah. And so, and I also noticed a huge difference that the people who were going to grad school full time, they had, they didn't, wasn't taking it seriously yeah. at all whatsoever. No. People who were working, we were like, we don't have time for this. Like we were doing a higher level of quality of work and mm-hmm. like, we just moved different. Well, I was going to say, so, so did you have, so I felt like, so mm-hmm. I actually, by the time I went to grad school, I was still in my twenties, but um, I wasn't really working in my career field yet mm-hmm. that I was going into for grad school, yeah. and so I felt like it wasn't as apl- applicable. And so then later on in my career, when I was actually doing the things that I was actually doing in grad school, I was like, "Man, yeah. I wish I was doing this one." I understand, like I understand yeah. it more right. <laughs> now. Yeah. Was that a factor for you? No, because I would say. I mean, mine wasn't related to what I was doing. I okay. gr- the job that I had was in budget. I was a budget analyst or like a cost analyst for mm. the government. 
sorry, my degree was in management, okay. engineering management to be specific, but it's similar to an MBA, mm-hmm. basically. So, I mean, I would recommend doing something general like that, unless you're a technical person who's yeah. like getting some engineering follow one or getting some IT follow one. Like yeah. that would be And me. that's what happened to me. So I yeah. actually so <laughs> so I actually wasn't sure. So by the time I, I went to, to grad school, I was working in so my undergraduate <laughs> you guys was in finance and I worked for a company that was a finance company, specifically in options. Mm-hmm. And then I thought that my path would be like accounting and CPA only because I looked at the salary chart. <laughs> But so I, I was actually, so I started off grad school and I was going to go to that path. And what happened at work is I actually got exposed to IT um, at mm-hmm. work and I had an opportunity while I was still in school, by the way, I got I had an opportunity to move into more of a computer information systems area. Yeah. And so I switched my track in grad school to do CIS <laughs> and I had like no experience in computer information systems at the time. But so I felt like, I didn't know enough about CIS when I mm-hmm. made that transition in school. But yeah. then later on, I was like, oh, this makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> After I had already gotten past of it education-wise. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like that does happen. But I think it's actually even hard to get into a degree program yeah. in which you don't have experience. Yeah. If the school is doing a good job, they're not going to let you in, yeah. you know, because yeah. they want – most times, I don't know, we're in a different climate now where they just want enrollment numbers, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there was a time when they were very selective about who got into the programs. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on the school. But I don't know. I think I actually use a lot of what I learned in grad school now mm-hmm, in my career, mm-hmm. like 10 I said the years same later. Thing. I, I said the same like, thing. Like, I didn't understand. Like, I was like, if I understood that then, it would have made yeah. more, a lot more sense because, and now I'm going back and I'm looking at, oh, this is what we were doing and this is, you know, where we're at. And now but, I'm like, I want to take the classes again. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, so not, moving back. So, so finances yeah. in your 20s. So, you <laughs> went to a space where in your first job, you didn't make a lot of money. No, I was like. living in poverty, actually. And so I wasn't making good financial moves at that time. I owed, a, I, owed I had student loan debt, and I was continuing to pile it on because mm-hmm. I was in school, mm-hmm. and I wasn't making a lot of money where I could pay for my housing and pay for student loans at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was in a very tight pickle. And so if I had to like go back or like tell somebody who's doing the same thing, I would tell my younger self, Move to Maryland (laughs) near a metro stop where you don't have to have a car. You can take the train in. Most companies will decrease your living expenses. Yeah, decrease living expenses and take advantage of the benefits that are offered by your company. Right. My company had a gym. My company had a transit benefit. Like, so I wouldn't have to eat those costs on my own. Mm -hmm. And I would have gotten roommates. Right. Which I have roommates. But. In a cheaper area, I would have been paying even less than I yeah. was. Yeah. So for me, and the thing that I thought about in my <laughs> 20s is that I felt like after I had done college, mm-hmm. I felt like I deserved something. Like I was like, oh, I worked hard. I need to get rewarded for my hard work, but I didn't have any <laughs> dollars to show for it. Right. right. I, that, that's kind of what I hear you saying it. So in your 20s, mm-hmm. guys, you just getting started. You ain't did the work yet. No 20 year old or no college graduate wants to hear that because we but feel like. Because like like all the time that you spent in college was just throwing away money. You weren't making as much money as you were spending. It's just not going to happen. And so, but if you did those things, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) what no one told you while you were in college, (laughs) 
them payments is about 10% of whatever your loan price was and 10% for 10 years Yes, at minimum, at minimum. And so while you're like in your early twenties, you, yeah, you're getting started. Your income is growing and whatnot, but what we generally do, what I did, Mm -hmm. what it sounds like you did a little bit was upped my expenses. Exactly. My, my expenses. Actually, I wouldn't say I increased my expenses very much because I was already living off campus Mm -hmm. from college, but I don't know what was different. Like I probably was making more than I was making in college. Mm -hmm. I think I was maybe going out more like, you know, we were going to happy hour. I was like, your bar tab was crazy. (laughs) Listen, we would go out like four and five hundred dollar tabs on the regular. And I'm like. I was like, I guess this is payback because I never paid for alcohol for the last four years. So I'm like, so I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were living a living a life like it was golden. <laughs> is that what so, you call it? So yeah. maybe that's and I was traveling a lot. Yeah. I was doing a lot. So maybe yes, I did increase my lifestyle, but you don't necessarily have to do that going yeah. out. And I don't so Honestly, though, the thing that I think that I did do well mm-hmm. in my 20s is I knew that it was important to start saving then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And it was the basics. Like I, yeah. I started my 401k. Yep. Yep. Um, I started like um, just little stuff like that. That yeah. was just putting money aside. Yeah, I would say my health was in, in great condition in mm-hmm. my 20s. And, you know, I lived in a very walkable city. So I was like super healthy. And I think that that. It actually set me up for my 30s, right? I'm not as healthy, but like I at least have a better starting point mm-hmm. than I would if I wouldn't have had that in my 20s. And, and that became more of a habit for you, right? Yeah. In your 20s. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, so it's easier to do because it was a habit. Exactly. Yeah. And when I'm not doing it now in my 30s, I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, yeah. Something's going on. You're off. Yeah. So I think that was important. I agree with the 401k. What else would... Well, I just want to throw out there so you guys can rationalize it, guys. There is this thing... (laughs) Not to have value of money, but um, they say it's the strongest thing in the world. It's compound interest. interest. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, guys, I'm not just saying it's important. Like, if you start in your 20s, your Mm -hmm. money grows so much faster because the most powerful thing is time that you you are saving for a longer period of time. That will grow your money more than you putting more money in a time frame. So, guys, like, if it's just something little, start it in your 20s because that that joker can grow. Like, for me, Mm -hmm. I started out at a company when I was 22 mm-hmm. and I was there for eight years and I did not let me just tell you I was only making when I was there to start I made like $40,000 and I was just putting the minimums mm-hmm. of hey they're gonna match five percent so I'll put yeah. in five percent or whatever and when I left there I was still in my 20s and I had almost a hundred thousand dollars in my retirement. I think it was like eighty six thousand yeah. dollars, and I was still in my twenties, and I mm-hmm. wasn't putting <laughs> nothing big. Right, like it was right, like fifty dollars, right, right. whatever, whatever. And it, like in my twenties, I had a hundred grand in my four hundred one k, and yeah, it was just little, 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 little. But I think the reality, because I I do want to encourage people to do that if that's for you. But yeah. I've taken out. I've liquidated my 401ks twice now, once in my 20s and once in my 30s. And so 
I mean, I think perhaps what I would say for people in their 20s is like explore your investing personality. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think a 401k is required. And and yeah. so my message would be start to save. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the vehicle because I think right, the vehicle right. is specific to who you are. And you guys can check out some of our other episodes to figure out a little bit about that. But mm-hmm. just the concept of saving. And yeah. it's not that... So yes, compound interest in growing is huge, but it's mm-hmm. also about what we talked about earlier with the kids is it's setting the habit that you don't spend everything that you make. Exactly. That you put exactly. something aside and that's just what you do, mm-hmm. you know, as a person. That habit the that you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I would agree with that 100%. Is there anything else you would recommend for people in their 20s? I think the only thing, other thing that I would say is I wish I would have purchased a home in my 20s. Really? Yeah. I was not ready. I've spent so... I've spent probably more than $200,000 on rent over the last decade. I wanted a home, but I just don't think that I was ready for the responsibility of Mm -hmm. a home. So I would, I don't know, like maybe I would do like a condo or like I would purchase something smaller with less responsibility. I would have done a duplex. I mean, I've tried, I mean, I've moved a lot over the last, Mm -hmm. you know, 15 years. And that's another reason that I'm not really sold on home purchases in your 20s is mm-hmm. I feel like you're still kind of figuring out where you want to be yeah. and what you are and but, but I don't know the in. way that I look at real estate now it's not so that you have a home I want to be clear about okay. that it's an investment vehicle mm-hmm. and so I think when we talk about discovering what your investment personality I was gonna is, say well from that perspective I, I, I could see that, that. And, and just knowing that you could still move that you could still do things because exactly. and, and I'm just gonna throw some numbers out there mm-hmm. So I bought my first home in 2011 or 2012. 12. 12. I paid, End of 11. I paid $136,000 for that house. Mm-hmm. And now we are 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And that house is now worth three fifty. Mm-hmm. And if I would have been continuing to just pay down my balance, I would have owed a hundred grand on it mm-hmm. at this point today. And so that meant my net worth just from me paying for a place to live and appreciation in the market space would have grown by 250. 250, yeah. So those are the things that I think about. Like I was looking at a condo in Dallas around 2012. I should have bought that. It was 100K at that time. And I thought that was so much money. And then I was looking at multi-units in Baltimore and they were like 150. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was so much money. (laughs) And like- now what those properties are worth and like what they would cost me, like yeah. it just outweighs, it blows it out of the water. Yeah. Um, and so I have big regrets about not dipping my toe in the real estate world prior to now. Yeah, it, it's hard. I, I think that is a preparation game though. So I, I would mm-hmm. just say it could be and the way that I heard you say it is it's that start to save thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. that that thinking about and I'm going to get to this in the 30s episode, but thinking about your future and what what your choices today in your 20s mean yeah. in the future. Exactly. And it's a lot of responsibility. Y'all. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But there are it's management companies. There are like home warranties there's a lot that you can do you just have to prepare for it explore yeah Yeah. so if there's anything that we would say for your 20s just explore the possibilities you are young you are more healthy you are more capable yeah just just know that it's downhill from there (laughs) don't say that all right 30s we coming for you so until next time y'all 
I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Shana Dixon. And, and we, we are Black Girl Fly. Fly.